Shalom Malchim, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. We're looking at our Torah portion for this week, which happens to be Beshalach, which means when he sent. And the title comes from the very first verse of the reading, which can be literally translated to say, and it happened when the Pharaoh sent out the people. The reading tells the adventures of the Israelites as they leave Egypt, cross the Red Sea, receive miraculous provisions in the wilderness, and face their first battle. And so we're going to be looking at chapter 13, starting with verse 17, all the way through the whole uh, chapter of 17. So quite a bit to get through and quite a bit happening um, in our uh, study today. We're going to see the pillars, the cloud of fire, the crossing of the Red Sea, the Song of Moses, uh, which we'll also be, we'll be talking about that uh, a little more. Uh, the Song of Miriam, um, the miracle of the water, bitter water made sweet, bread from heaven, water from a rock. Uh, so a lot going on in uh, our study this morning. Before we get started, you can find the archives to all these podcasts by simply going to scriptureandprophecy.com and right there uh, in the middle of the page is the podcast feed. Um, it's hosted through SoundCloud, so you can also download the SoundCloud app and easily access uh, all the podcasts, because sometimes I get asked about that, uh, when, especially when the podcast gets suppressed by certain platforms platforms, which it does, and happens more often than we would like, um, you can always just download that, and and you'll have access uh, access to it. Um, and this is also where you go to support uh, this mission, and uh, it's very helpful and very much needed. Uh, support has been on the decline a little bit over the last couple of months, two, three months, uh, so if you're being blessed by this work, and you want to uh, uh, help contribute to its success, you can do that also at the website scriptureandprophecy.com. All right, let's dig into this. Exodus, starting with Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. And let's see what happens in our study. This morning we'll be reading from the King James Bible. Let's begin. Verse 17. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led, him, led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Let's preadventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people out through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up and harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Sukkot, and encamped in Etham, in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of the fire by night from the people. Chapter 14 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp 
before Harithoth, between Magdal and the sea, over against Baal-Zephon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this? We have let Israel go from serving us. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and the captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and he overtook them encamping by the sea, beside Pihaphiroth, before Baal-Zephron. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dwelt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the world that we did tell thee in Egypt, the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. All right, let's just pause for a second. You know, if we're not careful, we can be just like Israel's being right now. You know, they saw all these miracles of God, right? All these plagues that were poured out upon Egypt, and here they are, they've, They've, they've escaped out into the wilderness with all, all the wealth of Egypt. And yet, the first adversity they see, they're in fear. Now, of course, this is, you know, the army of Egypt. Of course, that would be a fearful thing. But it's just, it, it's just human nature, isn't it? How quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. God blesses us today, tomorrow we forget, and we're in fear again. And then, I, of course, I love this beautiful verse here. Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Mm, we, should, uh, we should embed that verse in our heart. Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Let's continue on, verse 14. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his host, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. 
and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. That's interesting. The spirit of the or the angel of, the, of God, which is in this cloud, moved from leading Israel to be between Israel and Israel's enemies, like a picture of God standing in the way of those who would wish to harm his uh, his people. I love that picture, that image. This. This whole Torah portion that we're reading, Beshalach, is just filled with God's grace and mercy and protection and, and love for his people. Verse 21, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that the morning watched the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians." That's an interesting verse also. Let's read that again, verse 24. And it came to pass that in the morning, that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. I wonder what that looked like to them. Hmm. Verse 25. And took off their chariot wheels that they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians and the Lord said unto Moses stretch out thy hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians upon their chariots and upon their horsemen and Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea and the sea returned to its strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon the dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Of course, and that's the end of chapter 14. Of course, how could you not when you see such a thing? I mean, can you imagine walking through a sea and the waters are like walls on your right hand and on your left hand and then you cross and then you watch it just encompass and swallow the Egyptian army 
leaving, it says, not even one of them alive. And of course it was right that people had feared the Lord, but they also believed the Lord and his servant Moses, the scriptures say. Let's continue on with chapter 15, which is the Song of Moses. And I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to show you that this song will be sung again in the very end of time, which we can look at in the book of Revelation. So let's take a look here, chapter 15, book of Exodus. Then sing Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. And spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him an habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thy excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils the waters were gathered together, the flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil, my lust shall be satisfied upon them, I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind, the sea covered them, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto Thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed, thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid, sorrow shall take hold of the inhabitants of the Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thy arm. They shall be as still as stone till thy people pass over. O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thy inheritance in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horses of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered, saying, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously, and the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. I'll stop for a second there at verse 21. 
the Song of Moses that we just read. Let's go to Revelation real quick. The book of Revelation, chapter 15. Let me just read this to you real quick. A few verses. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of the saints. So here, at the end, when everybody's standing on this mingled, this sea of glass mingled with fire, as it's described, it says they will sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. So I just thought that was interesting. Very, very interesting. Let's continue on. We're ready, uh, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water, and three score and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. Chapter 16 And he took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which was between Elam and Sinaiah on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread into full. For ye have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. All right, so here we go. What does it say? It's been like 15 days. On the 15th day of the second month. Okay, so they've been at this for a couple of months. They've seen all these miracles. And yet again, here they are murmuring again. And we see this being a theme. And it does get to the point, and I don't know if we get to that in today's study, but it gets to the point where God has had it with murmuring, with complaining. And uh, we just, you know, as... As God's people, we have to be careful about this, but always murmuring about, you know, never really trusting, you know, every time there's any adversity, we lose trust. Here they are murmuring again, saying it would, they would actually saying that they would be better off to have died in Egypt. Verse four, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. 
and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. So God's getting ready to do something here. First of all, he's going to, he's going to deal with their issue of hunger. But he's also going to be testing them to see if, he, if, see if they're willing to obey. And let's see what that test is. And it shall come to pass on the sixth day that they shall prepare with the, that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto them, All the children of Israel, even then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning when ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings against the Lord, for he, for he that heareth your murmurings against the Lord, and what are we that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be, when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord heareth your murmurings which ye murmur against him, and what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses spake unto Aaron, Say unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hour frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, Gather of it every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man have it of it until morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much as bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregations came and told Moses. Okay. So you have this mysterious mana, this bread that disappears in the morning. But the instructions are you're only to gather what you need. And don't try to hold any over for tomorrow because it'll just rot. And so it's just this picture... A picture that we we could all use of God providing on a daily basis. You know, Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. Tomorrow hasn't, you know, today hasn't this trouble its own. Worry about right now. Stop always worrying about the next thing, the next day. 
And of course, some of the Israelites did not obey and they gathered more than they needed and the next day it was filled with worms and it had rotten and it began to stink. And of course, Moses was wrath about this because they did not follow the instructions. Again, it's a trust thing. God's trying to... God, God's trying to show that he is the provider and trying to show that you must trust him. Let's continue on, verse 23. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said, Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and seeth that ye will seeth, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up till the morning, as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat, that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Day ye shall not find it in the field, six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass, as they went out, some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place, let no man go out of his place on the Sabbath day. On the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna. And it was like cornader seed, white. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commandeth, fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it upon before the Lord to be kept for your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years until they came to the land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is a tenth part of an ephah. That's chapter 16. One more chapter to go here. Chapter 17, which is only... Uh, looks like 16 verses, so we're almost through it all here. So let's take a look at the very last chapter in our study for today. Verse 1. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Raphadim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? The people thirsted for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, said unto Moses, Go on before the people, take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take it in thy hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Herab, 
and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephadim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up on the top of the hill, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua just discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar, and he called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. And that, my friends, is the end of our Parsha for this week. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed this morning. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your support. It all matters. and It all means very much to me. That's all I have for you this morning, friends. Peace and grace be with you all. And until next time, God bless.